good evening, lunatics. Um, I've, I have done my level best to exercise all the technological gremlins, but I've still got one hiding here somewhere on my desk. And so occasionally you may hear my audio drop out for a second, but it generally fixes itself, and I don't know how to do it. I need a, I need a priest or an exorcism or something. Um, <laughs> or, a pro- or a producer, a sound engineer. Well, that would help too. <laughs> Not in the budget. Uh, so we're going to have to deal with what we've got. Um, Larry and I were just talking about an overdrive article about all this, uh, all this data mining uh, that they're doing um, to try to put lipstick on the pig. Um, and nobody, you know, wants to admit that it's still pig. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've stirred up a lot of trouble on TikTok this week using clips from last week's podcast. Um, so we'll talk about that. I'm thinking about, I've got an idea, uh, maybe a segment. We should just have a segment maybe called kicking the hornet's nest and we'll try about 80% of the show not to piss everybody off. And then we'll come to that one where we'll just we'll just we'll just turn loose. Um, the problem the problem with that is we're we're instigated into doing that. Well, that's true. So it's, if you don't read the comments, we probably could do that. But if you start reading the comments, yeah, then um, somebody's going to come by and toss a Molotov cocktail, and we're going to pick it up and throw it back. You know. So yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we get. Well, I'm on. I'm going to share with some share something with y'all that I saw, um, and you know, with with TikTok, um, it, it's funny how the algorithm works. If you if you hang on a video and watch it to the end, it's going to show you for the next hour, you know, everything from yes. that creator. And right. uh, and so I shared this with our with our team. Uh, there was a a guy called the Layton Show, L E I G H T O N who had, had done some video um, about parents getting weird text messages from their kids. Um, and so this thing went off, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of comments. And at first it's funny, and then it kind of starts to make you mad. I just want to share a couple of y'all of, of these because uh, how I'm going to tie this back to business is people that come to us uh, that are interested in being in business we find that there are a lot of times that they ask a lot of really silly questions, what seem to be silly questions, um, that come from a place of just not understanding or uh, just not being aware of, of things. Um, but when I start reading through these, and it and it and it gives me some of the same feeling um, that when I see people uh, talk about things, um, we. <clears throat> from a parent. We were at Panda Express when my son asked me, wait, so is chicken made out of Panda? Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter asked if the hamburger helper box had meat in it. Um, <clears throat> uh, my college junior called asking what uses electricity because her electricity bill was high. Uh, when my daughter got pulled over and asked for her license, registration, and insurance card, she gave them her medical insurance card. My son called to ask if his Pacific gas and electric bill is past due. Does he still have to pay it? My son asked his sister, how does the water get into the washing machine? And this goes, I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of these. And it's, and at first it's funny, you laugh, but then you go, God, these people are walking around free. 
uh, and allowed to vote, by the way, which, you know, creates and, a... And, and, and breed, by the way. And breed. Um, uh, now, look, I, I fully admit that the first, what, 1997 to 2010, was that 13 years? The first 13, my first 13 years in this business, I was... I was very, very clueless about how things worked because uh, that's not part of uh, that's not part of truck driver training is to teach you on the business. Now, whether that's on purpose or not, we can have another Alex Jones kind of conversation about that. But I was ignorant to to how things really worked and and who had what role and um and 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 I had to I had to learn from a, uh, a position of being curious, well, how does that work? You know, and then, um, learning very quickly, well, don't go ask another truck driver how that works. Cause they don't know either, but they do have an answer that they're very quick to give you. Um, it's, it, most of it's horseshit. Um, but I had, I learned I had to be curious first. And then once I was curious, then I had to, I had to come up with some kind of discernment to uh, to be able to take information in when someone's, you know, you ask them, well, how does that work? And, oh, let me tell you how that works. And then you have to go, okay, but is that really how it works? And so, I, I of course, I've, I started getting very interested in, and I wanted to see people, I want to get information from people who I could tell had real experience. And so I can go back to, sitting in the Speedway parking lot sometime in January of 2018, talking to Larry Long on the phone for the first time. And I instantly went, oh, this old boy knows business. Like, I didn't know I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't really know much of anything about him. But I could instantly tell in the vocabulary that he used and the way he approached a subject, this is a real businessman. This is someone who speaks from a position of experience and authority and he knows what he's talking about and I can trust what he's telling me because it's logical. It's not his opinion based on what he thought up in the shower this morning. It's experience based on years and years and years and years of life. And uh, But that that's a skill that you have to learn to be able to listen to someone, be willing to hear what they have to say, and be willing to hear their point of view, and then view. I'm not really sure what you're saying is real. Um, and so that that's just a difficult, it's a difficult part of the maturing process, and it seems like maybe over the last 50 or 100 years, we've collectively worked to take the maturity out of people or delay maturity um, where you have these, you know, 50 year old teenagers running around. Um, you know, so it's just, <clears throat> those are the kind of the things that I've been thinking about over the last few days. Oh, freight runners back in tech talk. He says, um, Gary bucks needs to come on here and give his two cents. Willie just, just said, Larry is muted. Okay. Sounds I got you. From a, no audio from Gallon camera. Larry Long expect. Larry Long's special. special. <laughs> I wouldn't give him a special. I was just answering questions. Okay, uh, I got it. Works. Yeah, I okay. think I think I'll I got be back. Yeah, you've been he on. You've been good on be TikTok the whole time, but there's some kind of have demon okay. in my computer that's causing this. Well, well I, I just answered, answered a couple of questions. questions is all so, so that's all I did. 
So Okay. Now let me make sure they're not hearing double of you on YouTube. It's echoing. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't I'm, I'm not, not echoing, echoing to me. me. I know. Just, no, just hang on a second. It's it's um All right. Okay, now try talking. Check one, check one. And see if I'm they're good getting to me. echo now. Uh, Cam says, I'm good on TikTok. Uh, echo on Larry on YouTube. Karen Polk just said, good. John Stuchlik says, perfect. <sighs> okay. Well, I've got I've got you fixed where they can hear you. It's hard for me to hear you, but it it's working. Well, you hear me all the time anyway, so yeah. You don't listen half the time I'm talking anyway, so it wouldn't be any different. Okay. All right. Okay, I don't even know where we are. Um I, I just answered a couple of questions. Somebody asked a question about, do you keep factory filters if you use an OPS and a fast? And I went over that. Somebody asked why we prefer Columbia over a century. And I went over that. So that's where we are. Okay. And right. I was asking uh, why, while Rocky's on here, Rocky's on a cruise somewhere. And why oh, yeah. is How he is he on, on here when he's on a cruise? I don't know. He's answering questions or asking questions or something. I'm looking here. Um, uh, Uh, okay, so somebody yeah. said, I guess you answered a question about fast and OPS while, we, while they did. couldn't hear you. Uh, we do run factory filters, factory oil filters. Uh, the OPS is an additional filter. It's a bypass. Uh, that yeah. we use to bypass the oil, but you don't do away with your factory oil filters. No, not at all. And with the, and with the fast, some people run it instead of, but I didn't. I ran mine in front of my factory fuel field. So. Um, I'm going to have you talk for a minute. I, I want you right. to just talk for about five minutes and I'm going to try to change something five minutes. to see if it helps me. I, I don't know what to say for five minutes. Somebody's got to get me pretty fired up to talk for five minutes. Um, <laughs> my bohemian ass last name. Stutzlik. Well, it, I just said it like I read it. Uh, Jerry Anderson, the remodel. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm in, this is really not the remodel. I'm, this is a room that's the remodel is that way, but um, I'm, I, I'm not ready to get over there yet. I'm, I, I just got my office set up here and, but, uh, but I am out of the day, out of the dungeon. I'm in back up on the main floor and um, this uh, is going to be my, uh, my new office. So, I'll try to get, I, I'm, uh, I got some internet issues that they're coming to fix this week. I get that done. I'll run, uh, the, um, I'll, I'll run out of the uh, new edition next week and, and let you guys see it. But it's not nice to be back in a house. I got to, I've been living in a garage since April, literally. And I'm tired of being, uh, I'm tired of being in a garage. Hey, Amber Cunningham, how are you doing, my dear? How do you like having your hubby home all weekend? Well, hubby to be for the past couple of weeks. You ready to kick him out and get him back on the road? Uh, I love KG. Time for a Larry Long special. Well, I, nobody's pissed me off yet, so I can't just, 
can't just gen, you know, just create them. I've got to be, I've got to be, you know, I've got to be, it's just a reaction, not a pre, not a, not a, not a, um, action. It's a reaction, not an action. So, um, I do have my, I've got my bourbon, um, shelf put together. I'll show you that next week. And I uh, got a pretty nice collection. I, I finally got everything displayed that I got, that you guys gave me at the live event. Left there with a box full of bourbon. So I finally got it all displayed and set up. It's all nice. So um, how about you talk about how people argue about Super Saiyan versus do? <laughs> well, listen. Can y'all hear me now? Can you hear me? I can, can hear, hear you. Me? I can. I can hear okay. you. Well, I made a change. Uh, I'll get you fired up. I leased a Peterbilt from Lone Mountain. I'm a new driver. Well, (laughs) (laughs) uh, maybe I should just uh, pray for you instead of getting pissed off. You know, Um, I hope you're kidding about half of that. He's here soon. Here soon he can be on y'all's nerves. Yeah, he's coming back on Wednesday. Finally, I understand. He's going to finally get back. yeah, he did. He, did you get him soft while he's down there? Is he going to be like a whiny and you know? Well, I, have I to talked have... to him earlier. He he sounds like he's kind of chomping at the bit a little bit. You know, like he 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 might. You know, if, which case, that, don't know. Rich, Richie's been off for the past couple of weeks at our request. He we needed his truck. We, we listen. We've had a truck shortage the past few weeks. Okay, we've had more drivers than we've had trucks, and that's not something that we always have, but we had. So Richie uh, gracefully gave up his truck so we could keep one of our program guys running. And Richie now is uh, Chris's assistant fleet manager. So we needed him home anyway, because he had to basically halfway run the fleet. So Chris could, could spend his time becoming a mechanic. So, um, it's, it's, we've just all changed roles here. You know, everybody's just worn worn a different hat the last couple of weeks, but appreciate you doing that, Richie. Thank you. One of the things that people, need to understand about the trucking lifestyle is that transition home after being on the road and it it's it's difficult for everybody right it's yeah, it you know it it's it's a you know, when i i came off the road in august of 21 um and now there's a there's another human in our house you know the dog's got to get used to it the kids got to get used to it wife's got to get used to it i got to get used to it you know um, I'm still, I'm a little behind, but I'm still trying to make up for, you know, lack of 25 years of sleep. So I'm still trying to, you know, I don't know if I'll ever catch up, but. Well, that's interesting. You said that because, you know, when I drove, I drove at night by my own choice. Even when I came to Landstar, I drove at night. I got out of the truck in December of 2019. It took me months, it took me mm-hmm. months to get back on, uh, you know, a, a regular cycle, you know, I mean, literally it was, it was several months, you know, before it got, before I got back reversed again. So somebody asked me questions, um, new here. Do y'all mind? Give me a quick 30 second breakdown of the podcast. Well, uh, we step on a lot of toes. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> now we, we, uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick one. Okay. Our, um, uh, intended market is for people who are buying their first truck and becoming owner operators for the first time. We offer a uh, alternative way of doing that, that we think is, is less risky. Uh, we have, it's a, it's a proven model for us. We've been doing it since 2009. I've gone through three or four of these down cycles and always, um, managed to stay in business and, 
As a matter of fact, we're not only we're standing, we're, we're actually expanding our business. We're going to be double the size we are right now by the by the summer. Um, so it's it it's a it's a model based on 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 uh, not going into debt, buying an old truck and and spend a little money fixing it up versus a new truck, and then a lot of modifications for fuel mileage because that's your that's your single biggest expense. So that's what that's our, what our information is. Now the podcast is a way that we share that. Uh, but it's also our recruiting uh, tool. You know, uh, we ha- run a fleet where we teach guys how to come to Landstar and become owner operators through a an apprenticeship, a paid apprenticeship. And um, because of the uh, the reach of the podcast, we usually have more applications than we can deal with, which is a uh, blessing in this industry because most people don't can't keep a driver, and we we can't get enough of them. So. Uh, that's in a nutshell what it is. Uh, we're very subject uh, driven nowadays. Our early, you're coming in about uh, episode 187, I want to say. Um, we started together at episode 49, and a lot of our our concepts and our core beliefs are in those first few. And then after that, it kind of became uh, we talked about different subjects, IFTA, you know, different things. And now it's sort of just what's going on currently. We we re- respond to a lot of uh, questions and, and, um, a lot of, um, lately a lot of, uh, stupid accusations that we have to defend. Have to defend. Uh, um, people think that because we released the Landstar, we're, we, we're, we're fucking morons because they take 35% off the top. Nobody stops <laughs> to think about what that goes to pay for, but that seems to be a lot of our topic lately. Uh, we, someone asked about super singles, you know, we, we use a, a mathematical formula to make every decision that we make. And with that mathematical formula says that super singles are the best thing for us to use. That's what we do. Well, a lot of people don't like that because they, they have their own belief in super singles. Most of it based on word of mouth as opposed to the actual data. And so we have to defend that, but that's what this is all about. So Larry, what's your thoughts on Jim Gatoni retiring? I don't know. I mean, I understand he's been here for quite a while, but, but he's what he wasn't, he, he wasn't the original one. Um, I mean, everybody has a chance to retire. Uh, I've met Jim several times and, you know, I, I think he's a, is a, is a very, very smart guy, but listen, he's not stupid and he's not going to bring somebody in here that, cause he's going to stay on as a consultant. And, um, you know, I, I, the guy that's coming in is coming from CSX. So that's, I don't, he's a vice president there. I'm not sure exactly what background he has, but I can assure you that Landstar is not going to hire somebody to hit, replace him if they don't think that he's capable of doing it. So I'm not that concerned about it. You know, so everybody, listen, uh, everybody, uh, you know, has a chance to move up, retire, or whatever. And, and um, you know, God bless him for being able to do that. So, um, I don't, I don't see it as any kind of an issue. I don't, I don't see it as any kind of a, a concern that the stock, the stocks are going to suffer from it. You know, stock hasn't changed as I can tell. So, right. Um, I was off for 20 plus till my wife got sick after three years local. I'm now a fleet manager for an intermodal. Well, good for you, John. Good for you. Glad you could find something at home to do. Been running Volvo 902 L supers much better yep. than the British yep. owner Goodyear's. Oh, Yoko. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, um, there's a, yeah, Yo, Yokohama and Bishlin are the two that we prefer because they're the only ones that will actually publish their roller resistance, you know? So, um, we, I know we've got another guy, Gene, that, that really, really big on Yokohamas. I've never used them. I've always used Michelin's. 
but uh, I do know that some people are using them and they're and they're they're happy with them. And I'm happy with them because they're transparent. You know, the rest of them don't have they haven't a clue what their rolling resistance is, much less tell you. So we had a set of good years, but I think we sold those because we couldn't get Michelin's, we couldn't get Yokohama's. It was in the middle of operation and during clusterfuck. Yeah, and we ended up buying a set of good years. I think we sold those. Well, if you'll remember, we got talked into buying a couple of those because there was some technology in there that we were trying to get. At the same time, we were trying to get a, a fleet uh, management the thing that Goodyear's were going to send information to the fleet management. Yeah. You remember then, all that? Yeah. And, and, then, it, and, and it, never, it never worked out. So <clears> that's that's why we stuck our toe in that Goodyear pond. So, um, I, I've got something that I, I want to hit here real quick. I'm, I've been processing this and it's not, a, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's a 100% complete thought, but it's something I've been thinking about over the last few days. So I, I made the, I made the, the kind of aggressive statement last week, uh, put it on TikTok, And of course, you know, it didn't go well uh, for them. <laughs> um, that if, if you are going to cut off, <clears throat> markets supply of goods and food and medicine. Um, you're not a hero. You're a terrorist. All right. Now <clears throat> I said what I said. Okay. And I'm not taking it back. I'm not apologizing, but I want you to consider something. Okay. If you believe that as a truck driver, as a participant in the the market of moving goods and 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 uh and, and and food and transportation that you are an essential which of course that's what we heard in 2020 we're essential right um if you believe that you are an absolutely essential part of the market that must be or should be respected you should be given some sort of deference because of your importance to the market of people. Um, and you also believe that you have a, a moral right to cut that off. Well, you have a very serious uh, cognitive issue going on because you, you can't believe one thing and then say, Oh, well, we're no, we're, we're not terrorists. We're just trying to get what, what's ours. We're just trying to get respected. We're, we're not going to take it anymore. Are we supposed to just starve to death? Are we supposed to do this? Okay, fine. Okay. If you believe that what's going to bring about, uh, good things for you, uh, it better pay better, uh, you know, less regulation. Uh, if, uh, more access, more opportunity, better rates. We're going to get rid of the brokers. We're going to do all this. Um, you're going to have to convince me then that you're now not so important that it's okay for you to cut off that market. That's that the it's the cognitive dissonance for me. It's believing two things at once that I can't reconcile. When you when you say, well, we're truck drivers and we're we're the backbone of America and we're this, that, and the other. Okay, great. Fine. I, I don't, it's not, I don't even disagree with you. Um, the, 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 the free movement of goods, um, is the bedrock of a free market. 
Um, now we could do with, we could do it without a lot of regulation, you know, to, to make that process smoother. Um, but when you're, you're trying to tell me that the market cannot survive without me. So now I'm going to take myself out and I'm going to shut that market down. Well, um, uh, if you're not a terrorist, I don't, I don't know what you are. Uh, because you're you're trying to you're trying to cut off the very people that you claim to be a hero of or a hero for, you know, uh, and and I I just I can't reconcile these things. And you know, I would hope that at some point you would kind of ask yourself the question: um, If I'm not doing well, and there are other people over here that are doing well. What prevents you and what stops you from going to the people that are doing well, that's us, and many, many others like us that don't have podcasts to talk about it. Why aren't you going to them and saying, well, wait a minute, why aren't you all struggling in this market? Why don't you have the problems that I have? But instead of doing that, they're just they're just coming up with this nonsense of of well, the reason that we're doing well is because we're hauling for a penny a mile. Um, well, honey, I can assure you, we're not hauling for a penny a mile. We're three dollars and twenty eight cents per loaded mile for the for the year right now. So we're not hauling for pennies. We're not hauling cheap freight. We're just running a business. And so I I just I can't get through this. And of course, Larry brought up the absolute perfect logical fallacy that I made a TikTok of. You, you, you believe, and, and the comment section uh, bears it out, okay? Well, I'm okay with giving a, a factoring company 3%. Everybody knows it damn well, I think 3%, but um, because the brokers are taking 50%. Well, look, here's the problem. I don't believe either one of those numbers. Number one, I don't believe you're only paying 3%. And number two, I absolutely 100% don't believe that brokers are taking 50% of the rate. That is categorically 100% verifiably untrue. But it sounds good, and you guys love to believe everything you think. And so, and then, of course, you can find a group of people that will, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, confirm your bias. And then you you start talking to each other, and then, of course, you create this very tightly sealed echo chamber where you're all barking the same thing at each other, and then you can just keep repeating it. Well, Bob said the brokers are getting 50%. It's not logical. It's not logical in any sense because you're telling, you're trying to say that the customers, the people that are paying the bills, are perfectly fine with a broker taking 50% of the amount of money that they're paying to move that freight. It's log it's illogical nonsense. And I can tell you that it, uh, if I was the shipping supervisor, not only am I looking for the cheapest rate that I can move for, I'm looking for the cheapest broker commission too, because I can see all the other numbers. I can see the load-to-truck ratio. I'm not a moron. I'm not going to sit in my desk with the, with some kind of blinders on and being like, 
oh yeah, the broker said it's twenty five hundred dollars to move the freight, but they can get a truck for twelve fifty. I'm not that stupid, and there's there's no way there's that many stupid people in shipping offices. Now, are they clueless about what it really takes to move freight? Probably. Um, are they sending out blast emails like Anique was talking about, trying to find the lowest hanging fruit and the lowest common denominator? Yes, they are, because that's what happens in every one of these markets. These shippers, they smell blood in the water, okay? It's their job to drive that rate down as far as they can possibly drive it down. And they start busting contracts, and they start rewriting new contracts. Well, listen, folks, you get what you pay for. And I've watched this in my career. I've watched this happen over and over and over again. The market gets soft. Shippers start getting these BS contracts, and they start driving the rates down, and then they get what they pay for. And then they go, oh, gosh, well, that's not working. So let me go back to the people that have the proven rec track record of service, which drives the rate back up. Of course, you start getting the, the bottom feeders out because they eventually run out of business. But it's a cycle. I want the, the, I'm sure there are people that believe that this is the first time this has ever happened. But it's not. Blue Ribbon's seen it four times, nine, 14, 17, yeah, 23. We've seen it four times, up, down, back up, back down, back up, back down. Guess what's going to happen somewhere in the next six to 18 months? It's going to go back up. And unfortunately, when it goes back up, a bunch of people are going to make the same stupid decisions that they did in 2021 and 22. And the bubble's going to pop again, and it's rinse, lather, repeat, rinse, lather, repeat, over and over and over again. Well, what if I'm just spitballing here? What if you set your business up to work now, and then when the market goes up, all you're doing is making a greater profit? Instead of setting your business up to work up here, and then when the market drops, you're brand, you're broke, you're bankrupt, you're foreclosed on, you're repossessed, you're you're why not just look at the bottoms and set your business up for that? You want to take off on that? You dropped out a little bit there, Chris. But, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't all of it, but a couple of times. So, um, well, I mean, we, I don't know. We, I think, I think everybody, I think we covered it last week pretty well. Um, it, there, you know, there, there's <laughs> the, the thing that, that always happens here with us is that it, we're not we're never giving credit for knowing what we're doing it's just this mystery of how we can do it but no one ever wants to come over and and i mean look look at all the people that the first thing that they hear when they hear landstar is 35 percent now i can tell by how, a lot of their comments they don't they don't even know what that what that means they don't know what, they just think that um, the load comes over from a broker and, and they take 35%. They don't understand what the 35% goes for. 
I guess right. they think that I'm a fool. You know, I'm, I'm seven years. I've been in business now almost 50 years. They think I'm a fool that I would just do that if I had another option that was better, you know. Uh, but there's no credit given for that. It's like, oh, well, that that's just out of the question because of the fact that they take 35%. It's not, well, wait a minute. Maybe there is a reason for that. Maybe. And, and we've asked before. Somebody come forward and show me the books. Show me the book. Show me the tax return. Show me where your percentage after paying all of your expenses that we get at Landstar and show me where that's more than 27% or less and no one's ever done it. So, uh, it, it's, it, it's just, it's just a moot point, right? It gets to the point where, you know, and then the problem we have with the podcast is we get a new, you know, fly by every week that wants to come in and start all over again with the same old stuff, you know, but, um, you know, not, not, not a big deal. I, I'm, I've not lost sleep over it. You know, um, they, the, uh, I still am amused by the selective ignorance that I talked about last week. You know, uh, why, why is it, why, why, why are brokers so, you know, um, vehemently hated by independence, but yet they cling to factory and companies gladly, willingly, you know, um, and of course, they're going to defend that because, well, we have to have them. It's only three percent. Um, but you know, again, the the lack of the lack of understanding of that. Um, it, it, you know, I was thinking about this this week too. It, take this out of trucking. Now, if I told you that somebody was renting to own their stuff, and they were also using a payroll. Uh, What's it called? Payroll, payday advance. Mm-hmm. What, what, with those two bits of information, what, what would you formulate in your mind? What, what, what opinion of that situation would you formulate in your mind right now, economically, financially, uh, good business wise, you know? But yet, that's exactly how most people in trucking operate rent to own, payday advance. Yeah. Rent to own, pay to advance. And then, you know, you see it over and over and over again. You know, I um, I saw a TikTok last night. A guy says, I went bankrupt at Lancer on my first load. <laughs> you should you should look it up. My first load at Lancer, I went bankrupt. My first load. Uh, of course, it did went on to say he missed his delivery and he had to, and they, they rescheduled for three weeks later, by the way. Oh, wow. And, uh, but it goes on and on. Talk, but, you know, it's it people don't and, and we see it here i mean as much vetting as we do and everything we just had a more we just had a very recent example of this but you know people still don't equate getting a truck you know with going into business it's like i'm gonna try this you know we're gonna if, if you if you if you go into business and the very first thing that happens to you puts you bankrupt do you really think you're in position to go into business but yet in trucking, everybody just, I'm just going to go buy a truck and be a, and be in, and be in business, you know, and until they can't, until the first thing that happens puts them out of business. And, uh, and what props them up in being in business is they can do a lease purchase. They can rent to own, they can factor, they can do all these things. They can get into it with zero down, zero cash, zero money, zero experience. <clears throat> I mean, it's, 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 it's laughable. It's laughable if it weren't so serious, if it weren't the fact that 90% of these people that do this go out of business and typically go bankrupt. 
But yet we're the ones who are the lunatics. We're the ones that are doing it such a backwards ass way. Why would you do that? How do you get people to drive those old trucks? You ought to see the junk they're driving. Yeah. How do you, you, uh, you buy another truck, you force another guy to uh, force another person to drive a truck for us. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's so funny that, um, I, you know, I, I just, it, it used to bother me. And honestly, now I, I, it doesn't, I just, you know, I quit worrying about it. You know, I think at some point in time, your give a fuck filter just quits working. Yeah. And I reached that point, you know, so. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, something that's shocking, I mean, absolutely shocking that I saw yesterday was uh, an, a Landstar agent posted in one of the Facebook groups and it's an agent that we know well. Um, they're yes. local here to me. I can be at their office in 10 minutes. They've been at Landstar since before there was a Landstar. They were with the company Ranger. You know, there was Ranger, there was Interstate Freightways, which became Enway. There was Gemini and Ligon. There was all these different companies. And so they were, in, their parents were an original Ranger agent. Um, gosh, hell, probably around the time I was born. Okay. So, I mean, they, they, they know, uh, this, this system, they know trucking, they know freight better than just about anybody. And I was in their office a couple of weeks ago and she's got a poster board on the wall and it's their do not use list. And there are some BCO truck numbers and names on there. There's also some carriers, you know, there's more carriers than there are BCOs. Um, but they work incredibly hard to keep the customers that they have, especially in a market. <coughs> and, and their customers are, are direct customers. Yes. They don't, they have, they have zero brokered loads. They, right. th- these are all direct relationships that they have. Okay. And they're so easy to work with. I mean, that just, they are the model of what, a land star agent or any agent for any, any agent, any person, they are the model. Okay. They have clear and complete communication. You know, they, they give you everything that you need to haul that load. All they ask for in return is an email or a phone call. When you get there an email or a phone call, when you leave an email or a phone call, when you arrive and when you're empty, send them an email or a phone call and a picture of the proof of delivery. That's it. That's all you have to do to make them happy. That's it. Four little simple things. Of course, show up on time, right? Yeah, I was going to say deliver on time. Deliver on time. Okay. But barring not delivering on time, just just communicate. Just tell us, hey, we've got to the shipper. We've left the shipper. We've arrived at the consignee. We're done with the load. Here's a copy of the proof of delivery. Okay. Now she had remind me she had a, a guy didn't show up well, he didn't show up or he fell off the load or something something happened no communication whatsoever she had left him voicemails and the yeah, guy she wouldn't she wouldn't, answer, she wouldn't answer the phone yeah a guy just completely ghosted her okay I don't mean she he the driver wouldn't answer yeah the, the driver completely ghosted the agent okay this was a four dollar a mile load in this market. And it's a load one of our guys is doing. No, he just delivered it yesterday. Okay. Super easy load. 
460 some miles, four bucks a mile, 450 maybe. <laughs> well, here comes here comes all the mental giants into the comment section. Of course, first defending this knuckle-dragging Neanderthal uh, th that shouldn't be allowed to be in business. There was a comment down there where a guy said, well, hell yeah, I was I was booked on a load and another agent called with a better rate. So yeah, I just I just I just gave it back and took the better load. And people were going, people are like, hey, buddy, you're broadcasting. Like you realize this is public, right? He was like, yeah, I'm not apologizing for that. Uh, it was a better load, so I dumped them and gave them their load back and told them, wished them the best of luck. And I went over and got this other thing, and I'm going, how are you admitting this? on a public forum and, and Steve Wheeler bless his heart. Steve's like, I'd say you're going to be on a bunch of more do not haul lists or do not use lists after, after posting that comment. And the guy's like, right. I don't care. I did what I did. And I'm thinking, right. Oh, I want to punch him in the mouth. Um, because that agent's customers, they're my customers too. Okay. Um, I love, when the phone rings, Hey, you got a truck? Um, cause I love to do that freight. It's over $4 a mile in this market. And you knuckle dragon morons would dare to just say, sorry about your luck. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to tell you what it, how dare you, you know, you, you're a piece of shit that I wish Nobody's going to do it. But I wish somebody would walk up and just rip the numbers off the side of your truck because we don't need knuckle-dragging garbage like you, period, anywhere. Not, not for any broker, not for any customer, not for any carrier. You're a useless piece of shit. And, you know, but, you know, th th that's that's what we have to uh, – I'm going to quote Larry Long here. In trucking, there is a lot of capacity, but there's very little competition. Um, but I, I'm, just, I'm still just completely beside myself. Not only that you would do that, that you would, that you would be such a, a useless piece of human refuse that you would do that, but then admit it and brag about it. It just, just blows my mind. Uh, it just, it's, it's un, it's unfathomable. Got a couple questions asking <clears throat> Carl. Carl is miraculously doing much better. He got the tracheotomy out, so he's breathing a lot better. They're still trying to get um, – they're hoping to find out by the end of December if he's going to get on the transplant list or not. We've got all of our fingers crossed that he's going to get on the transplant list. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, after where he was at six months ago when we thought it was going to lose him to where he's at now is his absolute miracle. Yeah. I mean, he still needs to have a, you know, a um, transplant, but at least transplant. he's, yeah, but he's, at least he's, uh, he's functional. Obviously he has to have oxygen all the time, but you know, his quality of life, I'm sure is much better than it was a few months ago. So. Oh yeah. Let me but, hit uh, this. I mean, he's, um, may I ask your rate per mile for both loaded and empty miles? 
Now I'm going to give you a number, but you're not only going to get the number. You're going to get some more with that. All right. So I've said that our average loaded rate per mile for 2023 right now is 328. It's come down two cents from 330. It was, it ran 330 for the longest time and it's dropped to 328. And our deadhead is about 19%. Our deadhead budget's 15%. We would like deadhead to be lower, but in this market, sometimes you got to go find it. You got to go further to find uh, the better loads. And these flatbed guys, we've got three platform trucks, and they're still getting really, really, really good rates, but sometimes they're deadheading four or 500 miles. So they've actually, they've kind of pushed the deadhead up, but they've also pushed the rate up too because um, a lot of the stuff they're pulling is, you know, um, I mean, we just got a huge rate coming out of Florida, out of South Florida. It was shocking uh, on, a, on a flatbed. So, um the number came, and I took the amount of build loaded miles and build empty miles, and I divided that into the amount of total revenue. We're at $2.59 all miles. Now, I'm never going to say that a number doesn't matter, okay? But we are much more passionate about cost per mile than we are rate per mile. Rate per mile is important, okay? We're not ever going to discount any number, any metric, because all numbers and metrics can be measured and can be studied and can be learned from, okay? But what you're not ever going to hear us do, for example, I call an agent or, or they'll call me and they say, hey, we got this loader, are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, I say, what's the rate? And they start talking about per mile. I'm like, no, 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 no. What's the total all-in revenue? Oh, well, it's $1,500. Okay. I... When I book freight, I book it based on revenue per day, not rate per mile. $5 a mile doesn't do you any good if it goes 150 miles. You're leaving money on the table. So I would rather do 600 miles at 225 than I would 200 miles at $5. I need revenue per day. I need revenue per week. Now, we can measure that and we can see how it stacks up, uh, you know, over the span of a year, as I've done. Um, but don't ever let yourself get suckered into putting this static number of X dollars per mile. And, well, I'm not going to hold anything less than X dollars per mile because sometimes you're going to have to pull a $1.50 today and maybe you'll pull 375 tomorrow, and then you need to average those two together. But if you get stuck in this, I'm not going to pull for a certain rate per mile, you're going to end up broke because you're going to end up not generating enough revenue to keep your business afloat. Well, and the reason we don't have to worry about the rate per mile is because we 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 have a I and mean, we know we're only going to be able to do about 600 miles a day. So if if it doesn't the rate per mile has to work out because we're, we're only going to book that load for a one day period of time. Right. Does that make sense, Chris? So, mm -hmm. so that's why the rate per mile doesn't enter into it. You know, if it's more miles than we can do one day, then we don't take that load for one day uh, revenue. We take it for a two day revenue. By the way, Chris, we're 12.66% for the year off of, off of target. Nice. <clears throat> Just looked at it. That's as of, 
last settlement, 12.66 for the year off target. So not bad for 2023. And that, yeah. And that target is $8,000 a week. Well, no, because some of the guys are six. Some know, whatever six. they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. New guys are six for a few weeks, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, most of them are, you know, after, what are they, after after 12 weeks, they go to eight? Is that what it is, Chris? Six weeks? Uh, weeks. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> weeks. We give our new guys a little bit of a break because we don't want to kill them the first few week, months we're here like Chris used to. Yeah. So we uh, we lower the target for them. That doesn't mean they don't do more, but we ask we don't ask them to do as much as our veterans do. So, um, uh, Josh's Trucking Adventures. Does your platform do equipment or more building materials and stuff like that? It's kind of all over the place. Um, we're not, none of our guys are into oversaws and heavy haul yet. Uh, most of them are, you know, the bottom rating, whatever they're brand new. Um, the Conestoga, you know, can, it, it does a lot of, it can do a lot of hazmat totes, stuff like that. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I've seen them. We have a group, uh, we use Signal Messenger and we've got a group, platform group where anytime one of the platform guys gets loaded, they send a picture into the platform group. So Phil can critique their, their securement, make sure everything's right. So I get to see pictures about, of about every load, but it's kind of all over the place. You know, I think Phil right now is like 13, 10 wide going from what, Texas to California or something like that. Um, you know, Phil's, Phil's the moneymaker. Um, by the way, the agent on that load we were talking about is in the chat. <clears throat> oh, Okay. Which one? Hi, Debbie. Debbie is Lipscomb. She, she's a she YouTube on YouTube channel. or she's in TikTok? No, YouTube. YouTube? Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Jim Callahan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, you asked a question a few months ago. That I, the answer wasn't what it is right now, but you asked about that 99 truck that you were driving we call 508. That truck is for sale, by the way. If you're interested, give me a call. Oh, man. Um, does your platform do? You know, here's the thing about you know about 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 Debbie and, and Scott. They're they're really 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 good people. They're really yep. really really good agents. You know, yep. uh, but if you ever get a chance to haul stuff for CHW, you couldn't you can't work with better people. Okay, so and I I mean I didn't even know you when I was hauling their stuff. You know, I didn't. I mean, I knew they're in West Virginia. I did a couple of FEMA loads, I think, for them maybe way back and. Mm -hmm. But man, what a great, what a great agency to work for. And then I met you and then find out that they're in your neighborhood. And of course our relationship has not get, done anything, but get even better and stronger. But, uh, and we really, really like working with you guys. Um, let's see, we had some other questions here. Uh, we do put blue ribbon on our trucks. It's not, of course, Landstar is the, is the, 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 the carrier that's who's on the truck and the, on the door, we put blue, blue ribbon back on the uh, side of the cab. Uh, the, uh, what do you call a side box? Side box. Yeah. So that's where, if you're going to see one of our trucks, that's where it's going to be. It's going to be on the side box. Maybe we sides. start, maybe we need to start having the drivers a part of their phase. We take blue ribbon off the door until they earn it. You know, they get into the phase. <laughs> then we'll, okay. Here, here, you know, we'll, 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 we'll put yeah. blue ribbon back there on the, on, uh, uh, you know, few weeks from now. make sure you're not going <laughs> to embarrass it. No, we're not doing that. Cause it costs too much to take it off and put it back on. Well, so. that's true. 
that hurts my cost of sale. So, uh, well, this, uh, help me with this one, Chris, this may be off topic, but how uh -huh. does someone provide value even though they aren't valuable yet? Hmm. How do you I provide don't really value? know how to, I mean, if I, I don't, the, the, the part, the last part's what I don't get, if you're providing value, how are you not valuable? I mean, that's the whole idea here. That's, that's the whole thing in customer service, providing value. If you provide enough value, you become very, very valuable, you know? Um, so, um, I'm not sure how to answer your question there. Uh, maybe you could give well, me a, here, here's a, a follow-up question. Here's the thing. I think you have to understand that your true value is going to be determined by what you do for someone else, right? Yeah. Zig Ziglar had a great quote. Um, you can have anything you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. And yep. the, uh oh, you're gone again. All right, you got me now. Yep, you're back. What are you doing? How do you come back? I, I don't know. The hardest part of the transition that we watch people go through um, is an employee, and I don't, I'm not saying this to try to piss somebody off, an employee is selfish by nature, right? You're hired to do a job. Come in here at this time and do this job and leave. Nothing else matters. Okay? <clears throat> Now, the best employees will put the needs of the customer ahead of their own, but it's 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 almost in some respect okay to be selfish as an employee. Look, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna take care of what I'm supposed to take care of, I'm gonna do what I need to do, I'm gonna get mine, and I'm gonna walk out the door, right? That never, never works in business. If you're trying to be in business and you cannot put yourself at the bottom you'll never make it and so that's the hardest transition to get out of well what's convenient for me and what's better for me and what's comfortable for me all of your attention has to be on them what's convenient for them what's comfortable for them is going to be or can be it's not always but it can be very uncomfortable for me very inconvenient for me um, and if you can't, if you, if you're not willing to put yourself last, don't get in business, go get you a good company driver job, uh, or a good employee, doesn't matter what field you're in, um, go, go, go get the best job that you can get where you can do the least work and get away with it. But if you are not willing to put yourself at the bottom of the priority list, don't get in business because you're going to be miserable and you're going to be broke. Just the, the mistake I see most people make in business, it's not just trucking, but it's, it's, it's rampant trucking, is they worry too much about the money and they don't worry enough about the, the, the value, to go back to this fellow's question. You know, if, if you make yourself valuable enough, you never have to worry about the money. You know, people, they don't understand. They don't believe it, number one. They think, well, if I don't get enough money, I can't stay in business. 
if you take care of people the way that they should be taken care of, it doesn't matter about the money. Um, you know, it, 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 one leads to another, but yeah. if all you do is worry about the money, you're never going to build the value, you know? So if you would just understand that, forget about the money part right now, just do the best you can to make the most people the happiest you can. And, and now listen, you, you never have to worry about, you know, uh, you won't have to worry about the money. It, it will be there. So it's been, you know, and it's, it's, it's been the way that I've done business all of my life, you know, uh, early, early, early on, you know, I had a guy tell me, he says, and he told me, they said, look, if you keep concentrating about the money, you're never going to make it. No. Nope. If you forget about the money and concentrate on the other things, you don't have to worry about the money. And at the time it sounded kind of stupid, but looking back on it, it was not, you know, uh, you've heard me tell the story over and over and over again about the $20,000 weddings, you know, um, you don't get those by worrying about the money. You get those by taking care of the customer. And I had three of them for the same family. So, but, uh, you know, I had to come out of retirement to do one of them, you know, but anyway, that's, that's the, how you, that's how you get in business. That's how you stay in business. That's how you succeed in business is take care of the customer. Take care of the person who is going to write you a check. Then don't worry about it after that. You know, I got you. I've told this story. I got a plumber. He was just here this week. I've got a plumber. He comes here. His name's on the truck. Of course, you have to have your license on the truck. So he's got these numbers. Name's on the truck, not in the phone book. Does not want you to refer to him, refer him to anybody. Okay. He got all the business he can handle. Okay. And nobody even knows who he is. But here's why. He came in here. We had a, we had a dripping shower. Drip, 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 drip. <clears throat> he came in here. At the door, he gets a floor mat, a, 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 a doormat out, puts it on the door, puts his booties on, comes in the house, goes and fixes the thing that we had him come fix. Then he went around the house and checked every toilet, tightened them up, redid the insides of them. You know how sometimes they'll they'll you know they'll drip or whatever you know. Went to all the sinks, took all the little uh, what do you call them the little things that 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 diffusers. Mm, clean yeah. all those out. Okay. Of course, my wife hates it because she gets, he gets under the sink and cleans things up. And of course, all of her shit's under there, you know, so she's always embarrassed about that. But the guy leaves here and he fixes stuff we didn't ask him to fix. Okay. He, you know, I mean, he does that everywhere he goes and the guy never, ever, ever has to worry about work. Okay. Never. Doesn't want you to refer him. I can't handle anymore. But that's why. That's why didn't ask him to do it. He leaves stuff cleaner than when he found it. You know, he brings a vacuum cleaner and vacuums all around where he's worked. Okay. You probably don't know this, but those diffusers that go on the sink, some mm -hmm. of us understand that those are what are called emergency uh, marijuana screens, right? When you're in a pickle oh, okay. um, and, and you have a certain need, uh, yeah. you, you know, you can screw that off of there and that thing comes in really handy. Now, you I know, I, you. I wouldn't know exactly why that, that is. I've just heard that from time to time. Um, right. I, I Richie knows about it. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I did not know that, but there's a lot of shit I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, that's, I mean, that's a perfect example. You know, I mean, here this guy is, I mean, he, 
you know, and I mean, and, and when he when he gives you his bill, it's not outrageous. But you look at it and you go, man, I feel like I need to give you more from all what you've done. You know, you know yeah. can, I, can I give you a little bit more? You know, so but uh, that's just that's the way this works. You know, you take, you know, we we went. I had my birthday a couple weeks. We went to this really, really, really fine restaurant. And, you know, yeah, you go in there and you pay, you know, $100 for a steak or, you know, whatever. But, man, I mean, you couldn't, if you drop a crumb on that on that tablecloth, they're over there sweeping it off. And, you know, you got a guy standing right next to you. Just, he, your, your water glass, if it gets one inch down, he's got it, you know, he's got it, you know, and the, mm-hmm. and the wine steward's there. He's, you know, I mean, the, the attention that you get, you know, the service that you get, you go, damn, you know. Damn, you don't you forget about what the steak tastes like, but you sure remember that service forever. You know, I wish there was a time machine because I would I would really like to be able to see Larry Long, photographer in action. I've heard the stories and I've got pictures in my mind, you know, as you guys have told. But I, gosh, I would love to see Larry Long, photographer, wedding photographer, um, bride consoler, uh, mother-in-law diffuser. Uh, I would, I would love to see that in action. <clears throat> well, I'm sure there's video somewhere cause there's all these videographers around me and, uh, I'm sure that's exists, but I don't know where it is, but you'll have to go with what Mary Lou tells you or my son, you know, they both were there for a lot of it. So internet, do your uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you get, got the internet video of me at a wedding, uh, I don't. First of all, I have to be, I have to be, uh, 2007 and earlier because that's when I quit. So, um, you know, what came out in 2007, by the way, Do you know, it was introduced in 2007, uh, I do. uh I, the, the iPhone, the um, iPhone with a camera, with a camera built into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So isn't it, uh, Zeke and I were having this very conversation today about, you know, blockchain and, 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 and advancements that are coming, uh, whether y'all want it or not, they're coming. Um, in five years, I mean, the, the iPhone came out and, and while I 100% believe that Steve jobs probably knew what, what that device was going to do, or at least believed what it was capable of. Y'all, in five years, 2007 to 2012, the world was turned completely upside down by the introduction of a single product to the market. Um, and, and, and I'm telling you, the exact same thing is going to happen uh, with decentralized networks, decentralized currencies. It's, it, it, this is not a... A uh, maybe or an if it is one hundred percent going to happen, um, and I know it sounds scary, and it's you know, but you you've got to s- at least spend some time learning this technology because y'all, it's coming. It's just a matter of time, and we're going to see another completely flip phone to iPhone kind of transformation of the market. Uh, Richie, you got to stop giving away <clears throat> advice in our comment section. He's, he's down there talking about a four millimeter socket and place it on top of a pen or marker and use it as a, a down stem for a bong. <laughs> yeah. Richie needs to come back to work for, he really gets in big. Trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> so speed shifter 1981 biggest mistake drivers make is becoming a lease purchase or an owner operator well the, the lease purchase is the biggest mistake they make yeah. thinking that they're going to make more money i did it for the freedom at first but then realized too much freedom time off was a bad for well I, we, it happens all the time they they people come to lancer and they and they don't want to work they want to work less not harder they buy a truck they buy a truck to come to lancer they don't own one Went to Lone Mountain, got him a truck, came to Lancer. Well, I'm going to take, I'm, I am my boss now. I'm going to go to work four days a week. I'm going to take off one week. I mean, it's, 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 it's just backwards. It's backwards. When I opened my first business, I expected to work 24 seven. I didn't expect to go over there and work half the time I worked before, but people in training, I'm going to get a truck for freedom. Freedom. We everybody that comes here, Chris, that if I go back and through it, all oh, yeah. of interview notes, every single one of them will be free. Yep. Okay. And, and, and nobody puts it, well, I want to work my ass off so that I've got, you know, I can do this. No, no, it's, you know, and uh, we, and got, I, we, and we, we had, we've had this, we had this, we have had the shortest tenure in the history of blue ribbon. Okay. <laughs> we had a guy that came on here and left before he hauled a load. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually we'll get a load or two out of him before the, we had a guy that came here, former BCO, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Former BCO. By the way, our streak is unbroken. What's what that song by, by Fleetwood Mac? The uh, the chain. Oh uh, yeah. Our, the chain. The chain is not broken because every person who's come in this program that used to be a BCO or worked for a BCO has lasted less than thirty days. Mm-hmm. Was that so? This one, now, I mean, you'd think we'd learn, but you know, think, we, yeah, we let them sweet talk us in these interviews. Now I'm gonna be the one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think I'd have to deal with a truck problem. You know, the guy used to be a BCO. Matter of fact, he's not a BCO because of a truck problem. Okay. Uh, somebody made a comment on TikTok about that. I'd still be at Landstar if I hadn't blown my engine. Well, I, you know, I understand that. But guess what? You know, when you open up McDonald's restaurant and the freezer goes out, you can't just shut it down. Okay. You don't go out of business. You got to have a way of, sur- of surviving those catastrophic events that are not unplanned they just don't know when they're going to happen uh and and but, but again that's that's all part of preparing yourself before you go into business and in this industry trucking uh that's not heard of let's just go buy let's go buy a truck that we can afford to make the payments on maybe if everything goes really really well and cross our fingers it's not going to go bad you know and it always goes bad always goes bad because that's what listen one thing about business is going to find out it's going to find your weakness and it's going to show it to you. It's going to hit you in the face with your weakness. And if your weakness is money, um, you know, but that, you know, and people get mad at me for saying this, but everybody doesn't need to be in business. Okay. Buying a truck is not the answer to your problems. Okay. It can be the greatest thing on earth. If you're ready for it. And if you do it right, if you approach it correctly, you know, and you plan for it, you, you, you prepare yourself for it, but just to go out there and sign a lease purchase and try it, you know, that's, that's a disaster just waiting to happen, you know? So anyway, I'll digress. Uh, <clears throat> Phil's in the comment section trying to sell the step deck for us. We've got a 51 foot step deck for sale. Um, we do. We'll, trade. Um, we'll take a four. Or trade. We'll, uh, yeah. yeah. We'd rather have a 48 or 53 foot flatbed. Yeah, uh, but yes, we we have a, a nice step deck that we will make you a good deal on. Um, it's a it's uh somebody's talking about it already. John, 
A combo is a steel frame aluminum deck. Yeah. It, it's the step deck does not serve us well for trying to train these guys, right? That that's the big that's kind of the big problem. The flatbed or the Conestoga is really good for training, but the step deck is is a little more it's a little more of a specialized deal. And so it just, you know, we when we bought it, we thought, hey, what well, it was great, one step deck. But it it's just not well it, the the guy who's gonna drive it wanted it. Christian. Remember, he, that's what he wanted. That's why we bought it. Oh, right, yeah. You know, he, he had done it before, and that's what he wanted, and that's what we got. So, yeah. But it's uh, just, Will, we need a flip. Go ahead. <clears throat> Willie Lee Kersey, thanks for sharing your experience and business information with us. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned more about the business in a month from your episodes that I have in 27 years of drive. Well, thank you, Willie. Appreciate you saying that. That's what this is for. You know, we do that. You know, people... We we take a lot of flack, you know that we take a lot of shit. But uh, but you know we we do this because number one we like to share. You know even though you don't want to hear it, and even though you think we're nuts, we still will share what we do. I and mean, we tell everything. You see, I mean, hell, Chris will probably tell you. You know, uh, well, I'm not gonna go there. Easy now. But uh, but <laughs> but we you know we, we want you to we want you to know what what we do and and how we do it and and. We, and we're not trying to convince you to change what you do, especially if you're you know, experienced, uh, you know, you're, but if you're having trouble, certainly if you're thinking about doing this, we want to get to you because we want to keep you from, from doing the lease purchase. We want to keep you from coming to Landstar and not reading in the 62 page contract. We want to keep you from making the mistakes that all these people do over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, thinking it's going to have a different result this time. Um, and if you're out there and you're having trouble, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty good business guy. I can help you. Like, you won't like what I'm going to tell you, but I'll tell you what you're doing wrong, you know. Uh, but the biggest thing we do this for is because every once in a while, Richie comes out of it and Jared comes out of it and Seth comes out of it and Barb comes out of it. And I'm leaving so much people out. I don't mean to do that. But we get these extremely good people that want to do it right. And they don't want to make the mistakes and they understand that they're not ready and then come here in 18 months, we can get them ready and they, they don't make the mistakes. And they're, you know, that's, that's what we do it for. That's why we give up two hours every Friday night when I could be doing something else right now, because the sharing is what gets people to um, consider us and look at us and go, you know, these guys, you know, like Chris said, the first time he talked to me, he, could, he knew I knew what I was talking about. Well, that's what we're trying to do here is let, you know, now, uh, now understand something. We, we have 11 trucks presently. We're going to have 16 more soon or 16 Not total 16. soon. Hey, <laughs> now, big daddy. 16, 16 total soon. We don't need a bunch of people. We just need a one or two at a time. You know, we need, we need 16 every year and a half. That's what we need, you know? So it, it, and you know, and we get, we have, we have TikToks that have a million views and, thousands of views or we just, it's just, we throw enough of it on the wall that every now and then we get a stud, you know, and that's our stud at in case of Barb. <laughs> uh, but that's what we're looking for. You know, is that person that goes, you know what, this all makes sense. And I get that. And I, I, I see everybody else, you know, struggling and, you know, why are these guys not pitch, pit, uh, bitching and moaning and pissing about the rates? I never hear them say that. Hell they're growing. Maybe I should, hook into that and find out what they're doing, you know? 
So, you know, people think that we recruit for, I could listen, I, I'm telling all of you, I've had, I've said this many, many times, Landstar is probably not the best place for you. Okay. If you have the least amount of need for entitlement, you do need to be, don't need to be at Landstar. Mm -mm. You know, Landstar is you eat what you kill here. Okay. Yep. And nobody's going to load your gun for you. And nobody's going to clean the barrel for you. Okay. You eat what you kill period. And nobody gives a shit about you except you. And so most people can't operate like that. So we don't, we're not here to recruit you. And we, I love it here. I wouldn't be anywhere else, but here, but I don't need that. I can load my own gun. Thank you. Yeah. And so I don't need all that other stuff. I don't want it. I want the level playing field. I want the, I want the, the, the no glass ceiling. I, I want to know that I'm not going to come here and have to compete with somebody else because of their seniority or the good old boy system, or, you know, it, it, it's the best example of the free market that I can find in truck. And that's why we're here. Now, you guys that think that we come here because it's 35, that y'all don't understand that. You know, if you add up all the things that you write checks for every month and look at it, and if it's more than 27% of the gross revenue, that's why we do this. We, 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 our cost of, of operation is low because of Landstar. Yep. And because we also get good fuel mileage and we make decisions using the calculator, not, you know, see which way the wind's blowing. Well, that's why we do what we do. Willie's wanting to know when your next live event's going to be. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know. They, well, listen, Willie, Willie, right, 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 right now, right now, Taylor Swift has got a big tour. Go see her right now. Okay. She's got a big tour. I don't want to compete with her. So I'm, I'm going to let that die down a little bit. What were we going to say? Willie, this is how this goes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you the inside track. We do a live event. He swears we're never going to do it again. That lasts about eight months. And about the nine month mark, he starts going, well, you know, I guess we should have another live event. And I'm like, well, you know, listen, only if you really want to, you know, cause you said we, we weren't, cause we've done four now and, and after every one and we're never doing this again, you know? So just, just, just wait a couple more months. Get, let's get past the truck show and we'll be at the truck. <sighs> show. You don't come see us at the truck show. March 21 through 24. Mm -hmm. um, now you're not going to find us on Thursday. Cause we're going to, we dress up like, Incognito. Thursday's the only time that we can go enjoy the show, so we have to kind of not pretend we're, you know, let everybody know we're not there. But Friday and Saturday will be at the show. Friday will be at the, uh, probably the, um, oh, by the way, we might want to mention our sponsor since we haven't done it now for two weeks in a row. Why don't you interrupt me here and talk about our sponsor? Because uh, that's where uh -huh. we're going to be on Friday at the truck show is in Pittsburgh Powers booth. And then Saturday will be at the Landstar booth. So I can do that. Um, Thank you. I appreciate I have, that. Uh, yeah. I have to, uh, I have to make an adjustment that I forgot to uh, make from before. Uh, <laughs> well, y'all, you all, uh, uh, well, while you're done, I'm going to read some more questions. Okay. Uh, TMC has 48 flats for sale. Pretty cheap. I uh, love my step back compared to flat, just more versatile. Well, how about we, we give you a backup to it, Josh? How about we give you a, a second one to, yeah. to uh, deal with? 
Uh, okay, Willie Nelson saw it. No, Willie Carson. Unfortunately, I'm on mistake number five. I hope that's trucks, not women. Currently in a <laughs> lease until February on 2024 KW. This oh, is my, my fifth gosh. attempt at a truck. Willie Lee Kersey, son. Son, what are you doing? Why, why do you think the fifth one was going to be better than the fourth one? And the fourth <laughs> one better than the third one? The third one better than the second one? I mean, come on. Come on. Y'all, Willie. You need to listen to every podcast. We, we, we You have 187 episodes you need to catch up on this week. Um, my my friend, man, you just, whew. Um, as far as I'm heard, heard, have you heard that I'm not a big fan of lease purchases? Have you heard that anywhere? As far as I'm concerned, they stopped making Kenworths and Peterbilts in about 2003. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, well, I'm, I'm across my fingers and I'm not <laughs> anyway. Willie, we'll see. I, you know, it, it's such, it's a lot of work. I tell you what, here's, here's how to make it happen. If a bunch of you guys would get together and do all the work, you know, I just have to show up and, and, and be there. It's a done deal, but yeah. all the work I have to do to make that happen. Uh, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work, you know, and here's the other thing quite that was so being transparent. Okay. You, you you were at you were at the one this year. We we love uh, our you know our our hotel. We love our our venues. We love everything about it. But it's still in West Virginia. Okay, I mean that's it, it's not easy to get there. You know what? If we had it in Indianapolis or Kansas City or whatever, I'm sure we could get a ton more people. But it costs a ton more to put it on. Yeah, you know. Um, so at the end of the day probably make as much in West Virginia with 50 people as I would in Kansas City with 500 people, you know? So, um, that's the other thing I struggle with is do, should we do it somewhere else? Should we do it in Louisville or Nashville or Indianapolis? And, and if we do that, we got to get a lot more sponsorship. We probably got to charge more money to make it worth it. And, um, so I, I struggle with that. So anyway, probably shouldn't have said that because our people in West Virginia going, what? They suddenly come back. Um, <laughs> They take care of us. I mean, you have no idea. They, they, they really take care of us. So, yeah. Um, trucks are on wheels, Larry. What's that mean? We have it anywhere. Is that what he means? Yeah. Well, I, I had the idea to do like a truck stop tour. You know, we could just go set up in the TV lounge, but I, I am, I am not doing a truck stop tour. Okay. I am not, I am not going to be Taylor Swift. Okay. And running around the country set up every week at a different truck stop. Ain't happening. Yeah. Well, I, and John says, I I would come take the course if I hadn't been a dummy 10 years ago and got a felony. I don't think Landstar would take me on. Well, I maybe, I, maybe, maybe not, but that's beside the point. Yeah. I mean, we've, you we've had, got a feeling that we have to have a lease purchase. Uh, hell, if I was in five lease purchase, I'd have another felony right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had people that have applied that we really, really, really wanted. And they they wouldn't qualify. And, of course, because of privacy laws, they won't tell us why. We just assumed it was some sort of criminal conviction. But they wouldn't even tell the person. Like, like, they wouldn't even tell the applicant why. It's just like, no, we're not going to take you. Um which is just nonsense, you know, because I mean, you know, you can walk out your front door, look at somebody wrong, get a felony these days. Um, so, you know, that's, that's not hard to do. Uh, it's certainly not indicative of a person's character 10 years later, whether or not they got a felony. Uh, well, the first, the first person, the first driver I ever hired, 
Okay. Now I, I was at uh, Transport America, but he, but the first person I brought to Landstar was a guy that had a felony too, and that was twenty years ago, not not ten. But I if I had him, I got him on it at, at FedEx. Uh, what's the white glove? What's it called? Um, oh, custom critical. Custom critical. I got him on a custom critical FedEx. Got him on Landstar. Um, so I mean, it's not. You know, I, I don't think it's a blanket thing. I think it's an individual kind of a situation. But I would, I would never have bet, bet that I that I got that done. But especially the custom critical, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got the sponsor banner up. Why don't you go ahead and talk about them? I want you. I've talked enough. Why don't you talk about them a little bit? Well, we're brought to you by Pittsburgh Power. Uh, we've had a relationship with Pittsburgh Power since 2009. Uh, we've used all their products on our trucks. Uh, and continue to to this day and it turned out a couple years ago to be a mutually beneficial relationship for them to give us some sponsorship here on the podcast we are stocking distributors of ops oil purification systems and max mileage fuel borne catalyst you can order it off our website we'll ship it to you or if you're coming through west virginia you can swing by and i can i can drop it uh, you can i can bring it to you at the truck stop um but uh you know, Pittsburgh Power has been good friends of ours. We've had them at our live event, or I'm sorry, we've had them at a, the truck show banquet last couple of years. Um, listen, if 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 you're having a, a trouble with a truck and you can't figure it out, take it to Pittsburgh Power and they will figure it out. Um, so if you talk to them, let them know you heard about them on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. Um. Just switched over from a 2007 Columbia 14 liter to a 99 Pete, and my average fell down by one mile per gallon. I'm surprised it wasn't, wasn't more than that. Uh, I'm guessing the Pete's a 379 with a big hood. Um, do you guys carry snow chains? You mean like carry them on a truck or carry them to sell? Uh, the answer is no, no, either way, because we don't go west of I-35, so we don't need them. Yeah. And if our drivers have to have them, they're ordered to park. We don't. We don't. You know, I used to have a set in my truck. I called them show chains. I had them there to show that I've got them, but I was never yeah. ever going to put them on the ground. So now we don't do we don't we don't we don't do snow chains. We don't drive in snow. Uh, yes, with an N fourteen. Uh, Which N fourteen is a great motor. Well, that's that's yeah that that at least you got a decent motor. Yeah, but that's that's not what killed you. It's the hood, the aerodynamics. So those two filters and those weight and those stacks and probably had 11 R tires and <clears throat> all these things that matter. Uh, let's see. He Bruce Lee, Roy and Peter. Amazing. Absolutely. They are. Let's do a jiggle joint tour. That's Phil. Of course it would be. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to check into this. All right. Well, John, yeah. If we can help you, let us know. Okay. Um, Richie's giving them a little, Heads up. I would be m way more likely to go to Kansas City. Well, I understand. Larry may not want to do a truck stop tour, but I'm sure he'd had a second thought if it was a bourbon bar tour and do the show in the bar. Well, you got a point there. You got a point there. Uh, really did yeah. like that hotel. It definitely drive to West Virginia. You know, it it is a little bit off the beaten path. I got I got to admit, but but you have to admit, we, it was a it was a very nice um, um, event. Sure. I mean, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. And, and the convention center that they give us is is really nice. And how'd you like the food this year, by the way, Willie? Wasn't oh, that 
did that kick ass or what? You know, unbelievable. So, it you know it's it's hard it's hard not to do it again. It, it's even harder when I, I have to just make a couple phone calls and line that one up. Now it, oh. I still got to do all the work to prepare for it. You know, you just you know you don't get there and start for talk for two days in a row when not having to do some 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 prep work. You know, but um. But as far as lining the facility up, a couple of phone calls. Yeah, you know, I'm dealing with the same thing right now, Chris, with our with our banquet location. You know, wasn't mm-hmm. really happy with what happened last year, and I'm thinking, yeah. man, could we do something different? But I got to start all over again. You know, I mean, from the from the ground up, it's just so much friggin' work. You know, so where I could just make one phone call and it's we're back. So we'll see. Well, I'm working on some things. So, um. Truck show, March 21 through 24. Be here before you know it. Uh, yep. If you've never been to the Louisville Truck Show, you got to come. It's Disney World for truck drivers. Uh, I mean, all you guys that like the big hoods and stuff, it's everything there that has anything to do with the truck, remotely to do with the truck, uh, is there under a million and a half square feet of roof, you know, space. So um, <clears throat> it's a great weekend. All right. Well, well, let's see. It's nine thirty. We've gone an hour and a half. Yeah, and I'm uh, I, I'm the getting up at five thirty to take my young into work this morning is catching up with me. So I think I'm ready to shut this one down. Yeah. Um, Matthew wants to go to Vegas. The only thing, good thing about West Virginia is it's next to Kentucky. <laughs> Colin, you sucking up or something? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, he is. He. Well, we will All be right. back with you. Uh, next Friday. Speaking of, speaking of which, Kyle, I need you to send me a, uh, an email or a text. Let me know when's a good time to call you about that thing we're going to talk about. So let me yeah. know what's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you for, uh, for, uh, joining in. We listen, we didn't have to get pissed off tonight. No, we, uh, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody really pulled our chain or anything. So it's good night. So I didn't even have to drink any bourbon tonight yet. So it's all a good night. Well, listen, guys, <laughs> thanks for everything. Appreciate you all. Uh, appreciate our team. I know a lot of our, lot of our team are listening here, guys. We really appreciate you a lot. And um, let's uh, let's finish this year out strong, okay? And uh, get through these holidays and uh, see what 24, 24 has to bring. I think it's going to be. I think we're going to have to get through another, probably another quarter or two. But yeah. I think you know, you know, the the hey, I saw this uh, um, the largest single day of carrier uh, authority revocations happened this week mm. largest single day ever in history wow of carrier revocations happened this week so anyway if that keeps going on we'll be in good shape in a, in a few months and get this thing back on the road again get you guys all making big big money learn how to do it from us so your cost of sales so low that you can make big big money and then don't stop working put it in the bank Yep. Work while you can. So, yep. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Good night, everybody.